and sent the elbow grease down to Mexico and off to the Chinese. And I learned a little something about how things are. No one remembers your name just for working hard. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Happy Thursday. No idea what the weather is. Didn't see daylight yesterday. Didn't even step outside into the world. Went and checked the mail at night. Didn't have any mail. So I came back into the apartment and said, Katie, did you just want like five minutes alone? Why'd you send me to check the mail? No mail. She said no. She said she just thought there was going to be mail. It wasn't a trick. What's up, uh, Aiden Padraig O'Leary? What an Irish name. Patty. Got Patty O'Leary in the chat. Very Irish name. Patty, I'm from, uh, uh, my relatives are from Tip County, Ballyperine. What up? Grinding Dopey. What's up? Troy Pike. That's a cool name. Cool. Anyway. How's everyone doing? Good morning. Welcome to Morning Show. Can talk some baseball, some books, some other nonsense. Just kind of get the day uh, started. This actually severely helps me because I am the type of person where however I start my day, that's how my day is going to go. Like if I wake up and just go straight to the couch and start reading or start like watching a show, I'm just going to be in a lazy mood all day. I'm not a natural morning person. So I got to force myself to do something as soon as I wake up. So like I wake up. I sit down, I do a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of research for this shit, and then I do this. And then when I'm done with this, I'm like, well, I'm at my desk and I'm in work mode anyway, so let's just keep going and then make some breakdowns or go on some podcasts or record some shit, whatever we got to do. So it's more for me than you. Just let, just letting you guys know. Very selfish content producer. New episode out today. We have Talking Nets. Talking Giants was out the other day, but I think I forgot to put it on here and they did a voicemail episode. So if you're a Nets fan, Giants fan, we got those. John Boy and Jake Radio coming up at 10. John Boy and Jake Radio has been pretty fun lately. If you're looking for just light bullshit banter about weird news stories and and uh, and sports, uh, check out John Boy and Jake Radio. It's every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yesterday was National Jeff Passing Day. I hope everyone had a great day. And then we have another episode of Sequence coming out today, and we're excited about it because it's another MVP. Trev just getting all the MVPs on his show, so I didn't even send this over. Bam. Um, we had Christian Yelich on, MVP winner. Today, Andrew McCutcheon will be on. Kutch going over some at-bats with Trev. Kutch brought his own footage. We couldn't find the footage of an at-bat. He's like, I got it, because that's what sequence is. It's at-bats that these professional players go back and watch themselves to get back into that right headspace. So MVP after MVP, Kutch on sequence later today. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm excited to check it out. The weather in uh, Altus, Oklahoma is 62 degrees and partly cloudy. So, if you're going there, that's some nice weather. That's what I like. In Altus, Oklahoma. Some research on Altus, Oklahoma. 
the place was originally called Fraser and it was a settlement of 50 people on Bitter Creek. All right. And then it was a, as a, a trading post on the great Western cattle trail and the Cowboys driving herds northward often stopped to buy buttermilk from John McLaren. Thus the town was locally known as buttermilk station. I wish that town name stayed instead of it went to Fraser and then Altus buttermilk buttermilk high buttermilk high school. That's a way better than Altus high school. I don't know if that's what the high school's name. Anyway, a flash flood nearly destroyed the whole town and they all had to move to higher ground so that a flash flood couldn't destroy the town again. And then they changed the name to Altus, which is a Latin word meaning high. Once they went to the highest ground, Angelton Simmons is from there, it says, which doesn't make sense to me because I thought Angelton Simmons was from Curacao. But it says notable alumni, Angelton Simmons. Simmons, oh, due to his slight build, Simmons did not draw much attention from MLB scouts until he attended Western Oklahoma State College in Altus. Holy smokes, Wikipedia. You can't put notable alumni for just people that went to college in your town. That's a bunch of bullshit. Then, like, Lexington, Kentucky can claim every basketball player. Or Stores, Connecticut can claim everyone that's played basketball at UConn. Illegal. That's a hard illegal, Wikipedia. Fix your shit. (sighs) Come on. Can't be having that. Anyway, our random baseball player of today. Hey, I don't know if you guys know this about me. I love catchers. I have an affinity for catchers. And we got, like, look at the picture of this guy. Oscar Stanage. Is that how you pronounce his name? Stanage. Someone will correct me in the comments that knows. I don't know. Anyway, Oscar Stanage or Stanage. I'm just going to call him Oscar from here on out. From 1911 to 1915, Detroit catcher Oscar S. was the most durable backstop in the American League. He appeared behind the dish in 560 games, 125 more than any other American League catcher. How about that? How about that? You want to see him in catcher's form? Um, look at this. Just crushing it. Just looking absolutely great in his catcher's form. Apparently, uh, he wasn't much of a hitter. Wasn't much of a hitter was Oscar. Look at this picture. This is a great picture. Just a great picture. Apparently, he wasn't much of a hitter at all. Um, but I didn't look at his stats. I was just reading his biography. But uh, the the Tigers had a catcher named Boss Schmidt. And he could hit a little bit, especially for a catcher. But Boss Schmidt basically fucked up fucked him over in two World Series back-to-back, the uh, the Tigers. So he was just awful defensively. I think I read that uh, he allowed 12 stolen bases in four games in the World Series with a bunch of pass balls, and he didn't hit. So the Tigers were like, we need a backstop that's good at defense. And they went and picked up Oscar Stenage, who was, uh, he was out of the MLB because the Cincinnati Reds traded him to like an independence league or like some lesser league. Uh, after he made his debut, he had like one at bat, and then he gets traded. Detroit just picks him up because like we need a defensive, de- defensive catcher. Because Boss Schmidt 
been a huge jerk in the last World Series. So that's what he was. He had, uh, there's a quote here that how much people liked him. Huey Jennings had such high regard for Oscar S.'s knowledge of the game that midway through the 1914 season, Oscar assumed the role of pitching coach for the Tigers. Pitches, he was like the Yachty Molina of his day. Just they say he always was calling the right pitches. He, he studied the batters. He could study their swings. So Oscar S., the original Yachty. People loved him. There's a cool story here. I want to learn more about this story. Um, Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb and Buck Herzog squared off in a legendary spring training brawl in 1917. Each man was granted one teammate to bring into the room to make sure everything was all square. Cobb selected Oscar S. Cobb used to also pick on people, and there was this uh, guy on the team called Little O, a rookie, and Cobb would just pick on him mercifully. And the story goes that Oscar went up to him who was respected by everyone, said, you keep picking on little O, big O is going to knock your head off. Boom, 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 badass, Oscar Stanage, Stanage, Stanage is what I'm going to go with. So it sounds like he was cool. But uh, yeah, like I said, if you go to his Wikipedia, uh, not his Wikipedia, his baseball reference, there's not that much going on. His last his middle name was Harland, which is a great middle name. And, oh, hold on. Played for a long time. Like I said, a lot of games for a catcher in that one stretch. 141, 121, 122, 100. I mean, catchers sit once a week. I mean, this dude's crazy. But, yeah, the the offense wasn't there. OPS plus of 69, even by the standards of his day, a 234 batting average and a 284. On, they didn't care about on-base percentage. He only hit... Eight home runs. I think he led the league in, in assists one year. Oh, he led the league in pass balls. I thought he was supposed to be the best. What the fuck? All my research down the drain. I think that's all I got on him. Defensive war in 1911. He was fourth. Just can't really retroact that shit. Putouts as a catcher. First. All time? Is that all time? I guess those will never be beaten. Putouts as a catcher. First all time. Oscar Stanich by a lot. By 159. No, no. Well... How the hell does second place, how are these guys tied for second when this guy has more? Does it make any sense to you? This guy's in third place with 532, and this guy's in second place. Well, they're tied for second. One clearly has more putouts. Oh, man. Been a, been a rough stat session. What's going on here? I don't know. Do you guys, can you guys make sense of that? Well, anyway, I think I'm going to get away from Oscar. I like him. Badass catcher. I like a good catcher. And, I mean, just a great picture. Big old mitt. Legs rolled, socks rolled up high or pants rolled up. Nice little cap. 
Cool. All right, we're going to move on. What are we doing next? I forget. Anyone watch the challenge? Watch the challenge last night? I actually thought it was good. I was ready to be mad at the challenge, MTV's the challenge, because they messed with the format, but they're now back on track. They just they just elongated things for no reason. Cool, cool elimination, and we get a purge next week, so that's exciting. I'm going to play the music again, I think. It feels silent. There's a little background, a little ambiance. Bah. Book. Oh, let's get nerdy. I'm reading, uh, I'm in the middle of like so many books right now because it changes depending on my mood if I want to read a baseball book, a history book, or a different version of a history book, <laughs> or poems at night. Uh, four different books then, I guess. But I was reading bits and pieces of uh, Undaunted Courage by Stephen Ambrose about um, uh, Lewis and Clark and the expedition. And I got to tell you this, there's a, Ken Burns did a documentary on it. Uh, it's on Amazon if you want to watch it about the uh, Lewis and Clark. And it is one of the more impressive feats ever that those guys walked across the country through Indian uh, reservations, through like bears and rivers and the mountains they had across. And they fucking just did it. They picked up a pregnant, uh, Indian woman on the way and they just didn't no one died well I think one guy died but it was natural causes they made friends with every Indian they met it's fucking crazy it's one of the coolest stories so I picked up this book because I wanted to read more about it but this isn't about that this is about what kind of blew my mind a little and it makes sense when you think about it but travel didn't change from the Romans till like Lincoln isn't that nuts? So it talks about Jefferson because they were saying how like no one even thought to discover, try to go past the mountains because they figured there was no way to get through the mountains. You would just need manpower and there's no, or waterfalls. Like that was all they used for energy, waterfalls, manpower. And uh, Jefferson saw the future. Like he, he wrote about seeing a balloon and thinking about how, you know, we're going to be able to travel by the air. And he wrote about um, steam-powered engines 100 years before they became into existence. Like, he never even saw a train in his lifetime, but he was writing about this. It was 100 years ahead of the technology because he couldn't do it, but he just, like, thought, man, I wonder if we can do that. It was kind of crazy. But there's a paragraph here that says, Since the birth of civilization... There had been almost no changes in commerce or transportation. Americans lived in a free and democratic society, the first in the world since ancient Greece, a society that read Shakespeare and had produced George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, Jefferson, but a society whose technology was barely advanced over that of the Greeks. The Americans of 1801 had more gadgets, better weapons, and superior knowledge of geography and other advantages over the ancients, but they could not move goods or themselves or information by land or water any faster than had the Greeks and Romans. Makes sense because they were all doing the same shit. Give a dude a letter. He rides on a horse and drops it off to someone else. You want to move stuff, you get big-ass ships or like water canals or aqueducts or diverging stuff. They were all doing it for forever. And then 60 years later, when Lincoln's president, there's boats 
and steamboats that can go up river and trains that can take you places in two days and a telegraph that can get a message. And uh, what does Ambrose write? Like, um, but only 60 years later, bah, 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 this great leap forward in transportation, a factor of 20 or more in so short a space of time must be reckoned as the greatest and most unexpected revolution of all. In Jefferson's day, it took six weeks to move information from Mississippi to Washington, D.C. In Lincoln's, information moved over the same route by telegraph all but instantaneously. Time and distance, mountains and rivers, meant something entirely different to Thomas Jefferson from what they meant to Abraham Lincoln. That kind of blew my mind, but it makes sense. But I was still like never just put it together that we went like hundreds and hundreds of years without advancing travel or sending a message. And then it all changed in like a snap of a finger. They were obsessed with rivers and canals before the steamboat. They were like, you know, how can we diverge this river and make a canal to head this way so we can drop some goods and like slide it down the river? There's like diverging waterways and dams and shit like that. They were obsessed with it because it was the only way. They, they, then until the steamboat, they had no other way to get around water, get around anywhere. That was crazy. Jefferson was also kind of nuts, man. Like he believed that riding horses, he believed that when horse transportation was really taken off, it made men weak and that they should walk barefoot. His sons walked barefoot through the snow and through the woods till they were like 10 because Jefferson was manning them up. Uh, and like Lewis Clark was there. It's crazy. So anyway, I thought that was nuts. Thought I'd share it with you guys. I think that's the end of the morning show. Um, I'll look at the chat for a little bit. The, those are off. Oh, those are his put outs every year. We're going back to that. Let me move this so I'm not looking to the side. Someone in Periscope says Undaunted Courage and all of his books are amazing. Yeah, Ambrose is, is a pretty good history writer. Although Undaunted Courage, I still haven't gotten to the good stuff. Where am I? I'm, I'm pretty early in this book. I'm at page 80 and still haven't even like sniffed out the expedition, <clears throat> which is what I want. So that's kind of annoying. <coughs> Um, all right. We've only gone a couple hundred years to send data instantly across the world. Yeah. It's advanced a lot. I mean, now it's crazy, but it's, it's crazy that it, it stayed the same for so long. Cause now things advance every day. There's an advancement in technology and being able to send information. And for like, I don't know, hundreds of years, it was the same old shit. They, they talk about how people didn't even think, because it was that way for so long, people didn't even try to come up with ways to fix it forever. It's crazy. Did you ever read Team of Rivals? I did not, but I could put it on a list. Although, my reading, my time for reading has really ticked down, which is a bummer. I don't find time to read that much anymore. Especially because I started I started watching old episodes of the wb show everwood <clears throat> and it's four seasons and like 25 episodes a season i'm in the third season and now i'm like i gotta fucking finish this i don't know why i started it i know why i started it it's because i watched it as a young kid when i was in like i don't know sixth seventh eighth grade with my mom and i love the nostalgia factor 
of when you watch old shows and every time a new character comes on screen or every time the episode starts and the plot's about to, to, to get like presented. And then I go, Oh yeah, I remember this episode. And I just obsessed. I'm obsessed with that feeling. So I'm going back and watching this old show called Everwood, which is pretty corny and pretty, uh, very corny, very corny. And really, I just like, I like that moment of like, aha, yeah, I remember this. And then you like half guess, like, I think, I think they kiss in this scene. And then they're like, oh yeah, I knew it. Now that's basically, uh, now I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I got to finish fucking Everwood. And then maybe I'll diverge that. Like I sit on the couch after I work and I'm like, all right, should I read a little bit? got to get fucking Everwood out of the way. So I've just been watching Everwood. And that's my day. Sit here in the morning. We do podcasts. Like today we're recording. Oh, today's pretty empty. I'm going to try and do a break. I'm going to try and make some breakdowns today. We got uh, at 10 o'clock, we're doing uh, John Boy Jake Radio. That should be fun. And then uh, I think that's all we have. May go. We have to record watching baggage at some point today. Some breakdowns. We got some. We got some big stuff uh, that I can't talk about at all <clears throat> happening. A lot of irons and a lot of fires uh, for the company and it's very exciting time. So I'm actually like, usually the business side of things is annoying and it's, uh, I hate all the phone calls and all the meetings, but right now they're very exciting meetings and phone calls. So been happy lately. All right. I'm out. Have a good day, everyone. The big boys, like I don't even care. We'll drive you into the ground until your engine's cold. Calling the auctioneer as the banks fall.